Welcome to Experience More Podcast, powered and produced by Women of More Magazine. Are you ready to experience more? Your girl, Michelle Washington, the editor-in-chief of Women of More Magazine, and I have the pleasure of sitting with the amazing, credible, trailblazer, trendsetter, gorgeous woman, um, the founder, creator of Black Girls Rock. None of it than Beverly Bonds. Wow, thank you for that introduction. You are a trendsetter. You have set the bar so high for not just black girls, black women, but for so many organizations around the world. Was this something that was always, you know, breathing or birth in you? How did it happen? Well, when I started Black Girls Rock, um, I, and I tell the story often, I originally was an idea for a t-shirt. I thought it would be wow. so cool. And I started writing down the names of women who I thought uh, rocked, black women who rocked from, you know, past to present, right? So I'm going all the way back in history to all the way current, you know? So it went from, you know, Sojourner to Beyonce, you know what I mean? And everything in between. And I'm writing and writing and writing and writing. And as I'm writing these names, I'm running out of paper. Um, and I recognize immediately... I had to stop for a second and I was like, you know what, this is bigger than me. This yeah. is way bigger than me. This is actually an affirmation that we don't hear. Yeah. But also I'm looking at these names and I'm thinking of how many of these women have not been celebrated or elevated in our culture and in the world in general for their incredible contributions to society. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, this is bigger than me. And I, and I, I was like, this is bigger than me. I have to create an award show. Like I really have to create something that elevates and honors these women. Yeah. And then... On top of that, I knew that I needed to do something to help for our girls to see what role models look like. Because at that time, in 2006, when I started Black Girls Rock, you know, we were sparse. Our presence was very sparse, and, it, and when we were present, um, it was very stereotyped or objectified and degrading um, or, or just missing altogether. So, um, you know, I knew that this would matter and immediately I was like this is bigger than me and I told my friend he's an art director he was became my art director because he's an artist and I was just running my ideas by him yeah and um I was like this is bigger than me like I can't even keep it to myself like I knew I couldn't keep it to myself and that's what happened so how did you how did you bring a team together because a lot of people may have different awards like community uh -huh. awards but how did you go from the, the beginning to where you are. I think it was one, the mission and vision uh, were, were, is what set it in motion, right? So everyone had heard about it. Originally, what would happen was, you know, I still was already a celebrity DJ, so I would get a lot of interviews. And um, so when I decided that I was doing this, I immediately started talking about it. So I turned that spotlight off of my career as a model DJ yeah. to this thing that I was building. And everyone was so interested. So that was what happened first. And then the other thing that happened was, you know, it was right when we were still on MySpace when I started Black Girls Right. But, you know, we had social media, so people would hear about it and just think it was the coolest, best thing. So I always, um, I equate it to what I read about or heard about with George Clinton and how he started, he built his whole funkadelic movement, right? They said that, you know, he would go on tour and literally on the tour other musicians would be, you know, moved by the funk, and they had to join the funk, and so they got on board, and the next thing you know, they're in the band, and that's why he built so many different 
parts of that whole Parliament Funkadelic movement. And I feel that that's the way Black Girls Rock organically grew. It was women like women like myself, women like you, that just were like, Beth, how can I help? What can I do? This has to happen. And so I think that all of Black womanhood really supported me from day one. Everybody that heard about it loved it and wanted to be a part of it. And so that's where really the energy came from. And it just and it's never stopped. You know, even now it's never it's not stopping. You know what I mean? There's there's so much support from really everyone, but really black women, my sisters, and I and and, and they came from everywhere and places where you didn't expect. Like if you think about Michelle Obama lending her voice to this book and lending her voice to the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, you think about how powerful that is. She doesn't have to do that. She didn't have to do that. None of these women did. You know what I mean? But they lent their voices to to this project, they lent their voices to this movement because they felt that it was important. You know, Regina King um, and Gabrielle Union were two of my first hosts that on the second second award show, and they stayed with me. Well, well, they, Gabby went to do another show, but Regina stayed with me, and then Tracy came on board. This is all before TV, and again, they were just committed to this mission. So I used everything around me. I used this, obviously, the celebrity that wanted to be a part of it. Um, all of my knowledge about culture and and just like you know, just the the support came from the community. Yeah, you know, it really did. Yeah, yeah. So how do you keep this momentum going outside of the award show? Because I'm telling, I'm one of those girls. Like you're waiting. Like you know, it happened this time last year. It may not happen that same time the following year. But how do you keep that momentum throughout the year leading up to the awards? Well, we do, you know, we do other things. Like Black Girls Rock is, is um, you know, we, we're working on building and, and scaling up all the time. So, you know, the book was obviously the, the next logical step because here I can celebrate so many more women and actually present so many more uh, black women's narratives to inspire the world and it's in a book you can carry it with you you can keep it you can keep being inspired by this yeah. thing you can pass it on for generations so that's one of the big projects and then you know we continue to grow um, you know our platforms with our mentoring program our nonprofit is just we actually released our um, our um, applications for our nonprofit programs today. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so we, you know, we do that and we mentor all year long. And so we do that part of, of our, our work. Mm -hmm. um, and in addition, we're just, you know, trying to scale. Like right now, we're, we're starting Black Girls Work Africa. So we're continuing to just figure out ways to scale. But one of the things that we really want to do is kind of focus on, and we're doing this right now in Newark, we're working on building a center, you know, a Black Girls Rock uh, Center for innovation and culture and art. And um, we want to do that because we feel like we need to continue to provide tools for our girls to be able to grow outside of their normal education spaces because sometimes those spaces don't provide them with either the proper education or the proper cultural education. Yeah. You know, and so we want to make sure that we have, we, that we are impacting in that way. So that's, you know, and it's a process. Yeah, and I think that's genius. You know, sometimes I'll go into the schools and they look the same mm -hmm. when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. There's no innovation. Right, right. And for you to do a center that's yeah. going to bring out the gifts and the talents of yeah. these girls, it's just incredible. Yeah, incredible. And, and, and I think it's necessary. And I remember, you know, speaking to Ruby Bridges one year when we honored her on the show, we were interviewing her, 
and she was saying that the, the differences in the schools, like if you go to, you know, some of the schools in black neighborhoods, she was like, the, the education gap is just so huge. We know that the, the digital divide is so huge. So there are a lot of, um, the, we know that the, the median wealth gap is so huge, right? Yeah. So we know that it, although our presence seems to be moving forward, we still see all of these things that are going to harm us and harm our children if yeah. they don't understand the importance of all of those things. So for me, having a space like a, a center or even our, our Black Girls Rock Leadership um, programs, our Black Girls Lead program, it's important. It's important for their growth. It's important for, you know, it's, when people don't believe in you, they don't give you the tools, right? And, you know, for the longest time, people don't believe in us as black people, as black women, as black girls. They don't believe in us. They don't think we're right. Anything about us is great. This is what they've been telling us over and over again. And part of now we have we have this empowerment, this self empowerment that's happening with us, right? And I think that Black Girls Rock has absolutely uh, contributed to that. And we have to make sure that it's not just surface that we do the work. You know what I mean? That we do the work, the the, the self work to empower ourselves to make ourselves better and greater, like you did, like you were describing to me. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's the work. You know, yeah. and so I think that for us. Making sure that we're constantly instilling that message is important. Absolutely. Thank you for joining Experience More podcast, powered and produced by Women of More magazine. Make sure you set your alerts and follow us, and most importantly, share this podcast. Don't you think it's time for you to experience more? Join us for the next